This is a, a question and answer that I got concerning some folks that rescued a dog, and that dog ended up biting the lady in her face. And I put it in the segment in my Dominant and Aggressive Dog course on how to manage a new rescue dog when they come into your home. I'll read it to you and then we'll talk about it. Good morning. I share a place with my cousin who owns two Westies, West Highland Terriers. We adopted them both from a shelter in Oklahoma. He wanted to adopt the female, but the shelter said he had to take both of the female and the male. They were a bonded pair. Well, the female is precious. The male is adorable, but he always growled if he was sleeping and you tried to wake him up or move him. He's been scolded, placed in the laundry room, outside, ignored for this behavior. Well, just this week, Duncan, the male, left my cousin's room in the middle of the night and jumped in bed with me. He was laying next to my head and was very sweet and loving at first. Suddenly, and seemingly for no reason, we know where this is going, he growled once and not near as loud or vicious as he has in the past. I was shocked and I froze. In fact, well, I know I didn't hit him or anything, I don't totally recall the next few seconds until I was standing in the middle of the room telling him to get out to the laundry room. Well, my cousin was totally furious the next day when he saw my face and I told him what happened. He's contacted the shelter and told them to come get their dog. They foster dogs into different homes until they are adopted and have adoptees sign a contract saying if they ever get rid of the dog, they have to go through their process. I have read several of your articles and felt we probably make the right decision in taking him back to the shelter. However, I had a school counselor tell me because he didn't know the dog's complete background, just that he and the female had been found wandering in an empty lot that we should have had the dog trained, et cetera, et cetera. I jokingly told him yes, or have him put down, and she about freaked out. I don't know about putting him down, but I certainly am not sure I want to keep him in our home and trying to get him trained when he's already bitten me once. Do you have any advice? Well, it's a management problem. And it's kind of a common thing with people that rescue dogs. Obviously, these two dogs are running loose in a vacant lot. You get two things going on there. Number one, you don't know what the history is on these dogs. So to bring them into a home and let them have free reign in the home and to sleep with them, not the best idea in the world. There should be a protocol when you bring a new dog into the home. And the, the rescue organizations do the best that they can. The rescue organizations may tell you a story on how, what happened to these dogs. But remember, those dogs were surrendered. The people that surrendered them are not going to tell the rescue organizations that the dog has a bite history. They're not going to tell them that. 
So they're going to buy into their, their story that the people that are dropping them off tell them. And in this case, they didn't even know the history on the dog. So you should have a protocol on what you're going to do when you take a rescue dog. The dog has to learn the rules of your house. And they learn those rules, first of all, through management, and then eventually through training. Management comes in front of training all the time. You can manage a dog its whole life and never train him to do anything, as long as he learns the, the rules of how to live with you. But that's a different story here. In this case, in this case, when you bring these new rescue dogs into your home, they should be crate trained. They go in a dog crate, they stay in a dog crate. Little dogs like this can go into an X-Pen and they don't have free reign in the house. And the protocol for them is they start in a dog crate, when they come out, they get a leash on, and they're tethered to you in the house. And when you're comfortable that they're okay being on a leash tethered to you, you know, you can teach them to lay on a raised dog bed where they are tied to a hard point wherever, you know, a dresser, leg on a dresser or something like that with the dog bed next to it, but they can't roam around the whole house. And they don't have toys and bones until you know more about it. And when you do do it, the toys and bones are your toys and your bones, not the dog's toys and not the dog's bones. And when you decide to take them away, you put the dog in the dog crate, and that's where they get their toys and bones, and... Uh, and you let the dog out, he comes out of the crate, he goes and toss a piece of food over there, you get the toys and bones out of there, put them on the top of the crate. But a dog like this, that growls because they've let him on the bed, should never be allowed for a long, long time on a piece of furniture, say in the living room, and then only with a leash on. Because if you ask him to get down and he growls at you, you've got the leash. You can give him a good pop on the leash and put a dominant dog collar on him. Give him a little pop on the leash and uh, get him off the crate. And he'll think, oh, that didn't quite work the way I thought it was going to work. I better not do that again. Or if he jumps up there again, next time it's a stronger correction. And he goes in the dog crate. He doesn't go outside. He doesn't go in a different room. He goes in the dog crate and he stays in the dog crate for a period of time. There has to be a way that you enforce your rules consistently all the time. You can't let him get on the, you can't let him get on the couch one time, but not, not the next time. Every time he comes off. And that's where the leash comes in. And quite frankly, this male should have had a muzzle on. There's nothing wrong. We have muzzles that they can drink with a muzzle on. And until you know that the dog is safe, and they knew the dog wasn't safe because he'd been growling at him, until you know this dog is safe, he wears a muzzle. And when he goes in the dog crate, the muzzle can come off. Go to the muzzle section in our course, and I'll show you how to measure a dog for a muzzle. Even one of these Westies, we have 75 or 80 different styles and sizes of muzzles. And we have a segment on how to measure your dog for a muzzle. We have another uh, whole module and with a bunch of segment, segments in it on teaching your dog to be conditioned to wear a muzzle. Dogs can learn that it's kind of fun 
to have a muzzle because it means you're going to go outside. It means you're going to get high-value food rewards. It doesn't mean that they're going to be locked in a kennel all day long with a muzzle on. So if you have any other questions on this, you can always go to the Ask Cindy portal on Learberg.com. You don't have to be a customer of Learberg to ask Cindy a question, and she'll answer all of them on training questions, medical questions, and uh, health questions for your dog. So in closing here, I need to talk about the fact of where these questions and answers come from. They come from the Ask Cindy portal on the front of Learberg.com. Cindy's my wife. And if you, you don't need to be a customer of Learberg to ask a question. If you have a question on training, if you have a question on raising puppies, on health care, on breeding, feel free to log in. And, uh, you do need to put your email address because the email is tied to the question that you, eh, that you have. And if Cindy comes back or if you come back a week or a month or a year later, she can call up all of the questions and answers that you've written in on and review them. And it's just a better way for her to help. We don't sell mailing lists. We don't spam people with our mailing list. We do have weekly, two weekly newsletters that go out, but people can opt into those newsletters. If they want to opt out, they're off the list and they don't get a newsletter. They also don't get, they don't learn about when we have good sales on our online courses either, or on the equipment that we sell. So, if you have a question, ask Cindy. She answers them usually the day after people write them in, unless she's not feeling good or unless she's traveling. 